welcome to Nafam the podcast. What's that look for? What look? You look like you were going into a little moment of zen beforehand because you have to have a conversation with me for an hour or whatever. Well, I don't have to. For. I'm just really tired. That's not, that wasn't zen. That's exhaustion. Well, that looked kind of like, uh, I'm going to do this and I don't want to do this with you today. That's true. <laughs> okay, just own it. I was actually just, I was actually processing still the fact that you just tried to like break an antique rocking chair that's over a hundred years old and have <laughs> oh no care God. for it whatsoever. Did you see how gently? I pulled it over here. Not gently pulling it over whatsoever. Are you kidding me right now? You literally like thrust all of your body weight into it (laughs) and then like fell back at the same time with double your body weight and force. I wish you could see it. I've seen it. I wish you could have seen it. I did. (laughs) Apparently your eyes were closed while I sat down. Do you even know the history of that chair that you're sitting in? Uh, Please enlighten us because I don't think I... You don't? Do fully. You don't. No. This is... No. Rudy? No. That's effective as he's chewing on clothes. You seriously Um, don't know this anything about this chair that's well, i'm so insulted it was your grandma's rocking chair which grandma your mom's my You're dad's such mom an asshole. God, i knew i was gonna get that wrong too <laughs> but i went for it was your dad's mom's rocking chair uh-huh okay. it was actually was it her mom's mm-hmm. that shit's old okay old that explains very, why it feels like it's going to fall apart old. when I move it yeah. very carefully. Yeah. We don't really know when she purchased it, like if she rocked her babies in it. But like, I mean, my grandma was born in 1913. It could be from around that time period, maybe a little later. Wow. Yeah. I just pulled it over here and I was thinking in my head as I started to move it, this chair is like really fragile. And so I used two hands and I kind of like rotated it around slowly and sure. carefully because yeah. I That's didn't want to put pressure happened. where I was like pulling pieces mm-hmm. apart. Sure. But no, you go ahead and have your story about what just happened here. And then I sat down, I moved the pillow from the back and I sat down very slowly and no. gently. I actually thought you were going to criticize me for sitting down too slow oh, okay. and being a Betty. Oh, okay. Wow. But okay. anyway, so I was careful in the chair. I will take good care of it. What's a Betty? <laughs> Why don't you tell us what a Betty is? I don't know. You just have, I just, if I just call you that sometimes. Yeah, you do. Because so you what, just, so, I don't know. I don't know. It just comes out of me when I'm around you. Like it's what, you just have this Betty aura. Uh-huh. Like Betty from. So, so what does that mean? Like Betty, like. From the Flintstones? No. Just like an older woman, sweet lady, an old sweet lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what you wanted in a husband, isn't it? Mm-hmm. An old sweet lady. But to be fair, what do I call myself? Do you remember what I used to call me when we were um, first in a relationship? <laughs> oh my God. You were Betty and I was. Oh my God. Why can't. I think of it. a very manly Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce and Betty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a little bit to be this, to be fair. You know, I don't nothing know. against the Bruce's of the world, but it was just or the captured a little bit of the toxic masculinity vibe so that I can Well nothing have against the times. Bettys either, but it's this kind of helpless, uh sweet, dainty Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually I think you called me Betty last the other day when we were at dinner, you called me Betty. No, but you said it and you had you had not said it in quite a while. Okay. Like it's been a long time. We were with the kids and you said it, I think. And then they were we were talking about were we talking about it? Was it not Betty? I, anyway, I don't it know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. So what's new with you? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know anything. We had we had I'm another really, we had really another tired. whirlwind week yes. last week. Mm-hmm. So we went up to the UP for the first time in a very long time, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Actually, we've never been together, have we? Because Last time it was for work and I went by myself. Uh, yeah, no, I've never been with you. So, yeah. So that was our first time together. And oh, that's so exciting. It was my first time. Um, I think we already talked about this last time we podcasted, though. It was my first time um, encountering Lake Superior, which was kind of cool. It was yeah. cool. It was different than Lake Michigan, that's for sure. Yeah, I th- actually, um, <laughs> it was, I don't want to say it was much different than I expected, but it was really... You've seen Lake Superior before. I know, but <laughs> it's been so many years. I mean, it, you just it's don't been like... pay attention to the world around No, you, it's so. been like... 20 years and I'm like and I haven't been there we went to Marquette and the downtown area was uh, cute and mm-hmm, old and mm-hmm, lots of mm-hmm. restaurants and there's breweries and mm-hmm. I mean it's quite the happening little town and then you've got Lake Superior right across the street like right there and it was a nice little getaway and I told you that I you know we went up Wednesday got there Wednesday night late and then I had meetings Thursday uh-huh. and a group dinner and then uh-huh. we came home Friday and I was like uh-huh. man we should have stayed for another day yeah. or you know two maybe yeah it was really hot on 
on what day did you say it means thursday, thursday. i was like, just alone it was all day 90. like our hotel was right on the lake though so i just like spent a couple hours on the lake like sitting on the little beach there and i did a walk around town can did you tell some us, shopping can you tell us again how hard your life is and it was it was hot <laughs> it was, it was hot. hot i it actually hot. did have some sort of gi issue going on the whole time we were there yeah so that sucked that wasn't fun for you um yeah no i had a, it was nice it was nice and peaceful <laughs> it was it was that was that i think that was the best part was just that little getaway and we haven't been to traverse city in a i mean couple years uh-huh i went up for work and came right back like yeah. last november which is not a great time to go yeah so but there wasn't my point is is there was not a lot of exploration going on because right. we like i was i had high hopes for the next day but oh that night i was hoping we could go see a couple of things but it ended up storming like terribly like yeah that so was a massive our night storm was cut that short through. that way but we ended up hanging out i it was nice to get to know your um your colleagues pet, colleagues yeah that was fun yeah it was fun for me too because <laughs> i mean i've gone to dinners with them before but we kind of extended that past dinner and just sat around and talked for yeah a long time yeah yeah we all had to hang out in the hotel lobby together for a while during the storm yeah so. it's like either go to the room and yeah call it a night or uh-huh. just hang out there and so it was nice yeah and i think do, do you don't you don't usually socialize with them i think that i can take credit for that i think probably <laughs> I think that okay, I think okay. that I um, elevated your status. Would you say they were like, "Oh, Jim's actually pretty cool." It was all because of you. Kidding. It was definitely it was definitely because of you. I mean, you literally came back to the office today with the feedback that I was a blast. Yeah, I didn't know really what to make of that, but I was like, "Okay, all right." And I don't know that I was. In what way? So I thought that that statement actually maybe said more about you than it did about me. Like, wow, Jim's, you know, compared to... Yeah, he's normally a dud. I would not expect that duo, like... Well, and and so, first of <laughs> <Just> all... <kidding. laughs> Shut up. But no, first of maybe, all... Maybe that, was, maybe that was the case. <laughs> um, no, I think that this is this was one of the first meetings that we had that, like, um, there, was, there was kind of a, a during the meeting, like, a lot of banter back and forth, like, um, fun banter which normally doesn't mm. happen. Okay. I just think it was maybe the the group, the people. Mm. Um, I can't exactly say what, mm-hmm. you know, contributed to that, but more so than normal. And the last couple things that we've had, I've had to cut short for other reasons. Yeah. So like the last meeting I went to, I left. I literally went to the meeting for 15 minutes. You called me. That's when you had car issues. Oh, and it was like... You oh, decided oh. to leave. I did not ask you to leave. But yeah, anyways. I know. We, we, won't, <laughs> we won't bore the, anybody with that again. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was nice to actually, you know... We've had dinner conversations, but that's different than actually just sitting around talking. Yeah. For an extended period of time where you really get down a little deeper and get to know people. Yeah. I really enjoyed the company. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. And so what I, we were, you know, what's is disappointing is that I, what Jim? I don't know. He's behind your chair hiding and he's clearly eating something. Oh, then why don't you just like say it instead of like point to things and be weird. Oh, like, I thought it was obvious, but okay. Um, so I don't know what he has either. He's chewing on something. Here, it's a leaf. I'm so glad I saved oh him Oh, my from God. That. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All okay. Right. What was I going to say? Oh, you know what I was disappointed about? But there was truly no time is that the UP is so far away. So it does seem like it's a place that you don't get to very often. And by UP, I mean Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Um it's a long drive. It was six hours to get to over to Marquette. Um, so the likelihood of going back there anytime soon is not high. And um, yeah, I haven't been there in like over 10 years. My point is, is that my mother's side of the family is a heavy presence up in Calumet. And I have never been there. And I've, I know that they fill, there's, they fill the cemetery up there. Well, much of them are in the cem- buried in the cemetery up there. My mom's grandfather, I believe, is buried up there. So I've always wanted to like go do that. And we were only like an hour and halfway i think so it was yeah. like but there was like no way to fit it in either you know what i mean no so. yeah there was there was no opportunity for that but yeah i mean that it, it's not that far away but like you can't we couldn't just do it in a weekend yeah. we have to make it like a four-day weekend to be able i know but to now do i don't know because i'm really into my family genealogy yeah. and like i don't know i not no one like that's one place that no one in my family has gone to go see yet at least in my immediate family my family of origin immediate family so i was like oh, well i, I really will do it i know i'm like 
willingly go back with you because you I, yeah, I was actually, I mean, I was, I was kind of in awe of where we were and like just how much there was to do and see. Uh-huh. And I was like, why don't we come here more often? So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's about fitting it in though. I mean, cause yeah. even like, not that I would like reach out to these people, but I'm part of a Facebook group, like finished genealogy. And I don't even think it's exclusive to Michigan, but there's a lot of Michigan people in there. A lot of people from the UP and I've interacted with people in that group that I'm like cousins with. So it's like, oh yeah, I think I've, again, I don't have any, I don't, my family, I don't have any, fir- any first cousins. I didn't grow up around family. So right. it's always really interesting and exciting to have the opportunity to explore those roots. So Yeah, and the one nice thing is in Marquette is a decent size city, yeah. relatively speaking. So yeah. there is a lot to do there. And I don't, you know, I don't know, driving like to Calumet, is there much? I, I mean, there's I there's know. stuff to see like in, you know, in nature. Mm-hmm. But are there, you know, nice yeah. places to stay and kind of make a couple days of that? Or is I, it going to be I, like a quick so, I visit? Think so. and, no, I think so. So I think it's yeah. probably the same size. It might not be as touristy or as okay. like, you know, but I think it's the same size. Well, we'll plan on doing that next I year. I mean, it's maybe. not the same size, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, like it's an actual town. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I get it. Maybe it compares not... to like Escanaba or something. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So we did that. Uh, long drive Wednesday, long drive Friday. Got home Friday night and then had a whole day Saturday. That's Which, so exciting. Thanks for sharing. Well, I was leaving that open for you to talk about what we did this over the weekend. Well, we just thought we didn't really do anything. <laughs> All right, anyway. We didn't. We didn't. What did we do? What do you mean? I'm just saying we drove back over to the west side of the state to go see one of your childhood friends that you haven't seen in yes. a long time. And then yes. we, from there, we went to Lansing to go see some of your old coworkers mm-hmm. that got together. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a packed it was a busy few day. days. Yeah, it was a busy few days. Well, we didn't do anything. I didn't want to talk about it well i mean it's not like it's not, ex- it's not exciting per se but yeah no that was really nice to catch up with my neighbor and her mom i mostly actually caught up with her mom which is always nice um so i mean we just shared stories and you know same old things that you do when you catch up with people but that was that was cool and then from there yeah we drove that so we drove we got home there was a lot of driving and then we got home friday night went to sleep pretty quickly and then i had to wake up and go to work and then so then we were on the road again to head to the west side of michigan and then back to lansing well, now you're going to tell the story to see my friends which was also great so there was just a lot of time on the road i'm yeah. exhausted i know exactly i'm still paying for it i woke up this morning to go to work and, then, and it was like and then uh, i'd like to know when this is gonna end what day was that friday night we get home and like was christopher working i think so he gets home at like what was it what did he work friday night he spent the night no he didn't it was saturday yeah because he wanted to stay that stay over with a friend somewhere so i was like no you need to come home so he gets home at midnight i think or okay. something and then he says he's getting up at 3 a.m oh yeah 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 Okay. I'm like seriously, right. I I need some sleep. <laughs> I know they were gonna go to the gym at 3 a.m. just but to show they were But they decided to go at 5 a.m. But he got up at like or 4:30, so he got up at 4. Either way, I still don't know how to sleep through him being out on the road yeah. when it's off hours. So I was like, oh, wake me up when you leave. And so I didn't really get a lot of sleep on Friday night. And then Saturday night, he stayed over with a friend, and I just feel like I have to. I still feel like I just can't get to sleep until I know he's where he needs to be. And then you know, and then I gotta set my alarm to make sure he gets up because he's got to get home early to get to the other things he needs to be to. So long, all that to say is like, oh my God. When is that going to go away? I don't know. We actually talked about that with one of the guys up in the UP. He w- There's like this whole effect, and I've talked to other parents about this. Like high school, you know, obviously you stress about your kid on the road and all the lost sleep over that. And they go off to college, and for some reason it's like out of sight, out of mind. And the minute they come back home for a holiday, it's like, what are you doing? Like, Or if they come back home after they graduated college because they're not ready to live on their own yet, it's like totally back to like that anxious parent, like, why are, where are you at? You need to come home, like, you know. Uh-huh. And that person up north had said the same thing he's like oh yeah like 20 something year old i think like funny, he's like that's i how... didn't care at all when he was away at school and now he's back and i can't handle it that's how i felt my parents were and i'm like what what is the big deal here <laughs> i want to go out and be home at midnight what are you talking about be home at midnight i'm like 20 years old like seriously it's so, so. funny because i don't think that i had that now that i think about it i don't know i don't think you had that when you were five years old yes i did i had a curfew in I'm high school i'm just kidding i've told I'm, you this I, i'm joking obviously i'm joking um back to 
populations, though, Calumet, the population of Calumet, which it would be what, within the city limit, is 694 people. And I know that the population of Marquette is... Yeah, vastly different. Vastly different. Yes, 20,394. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. So, no, right. they're not the same size. But I think if, like, I just, what my point is, is that I think that there's probably, like, a Walmart there is all I want to say about that. I think that there might be. I don't be. think. Well, maybe. We'll find We'll find out at some point in time. Okay. We're not going to bore anybody listening with that. <laughs> but I just, I when I went up, like, 20 years ago, whatever it was, and I think that's when Marquette first got a Walmart, and it was like, oh, my God, there's a Walmart up here. A Walmart so, or that, a Target? No, probably a Target. Maybe it was Target. I don't Because I was going so to ask like 20 years ago and they had a Walmart and they were like I'm like you guys don't have a Target and they're like yeah I know you got to go to Marquette for that okay so maybe it was I don't I don't know <laughs> there's a difference Jim there's a difference there is a difference we all know there's a difference so anyway so yeah that was our week last week and you had asked me last week there was a book that you listened to and I started it and oh, I got did? about yeah I got just over half an hour into it and I was like, this is not going to happen right now. I had already probably rewound, I don't know, three or four times because I wasn't picking. Like, I was just not focused. Mm. And so I haven't gone back to it yet because I'm like, it is it is pretty heady. Mm-hmm. It's, hard. it's interesting. It's not like it's bad or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even boring. It's just like, okay, you know, you really have to be focused on it. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of times when I drive and listen, which is pretty much the only time I listen is when I'm driving, but my mind wanders. And so listening. Well, that's so, weird. That's like the best time to do it because well, your mind doesn't wander okay so (laughs) (laughs) i hear you but if i'm driving to work or driving home from work on my way to work Mm -hmm. i'll be listening to something and i'm trying to focus on it and a lot of times i can do it depending on what kind of you know mood i'm in but a lot of times i'm thinking about the day ahead of me and all right what do i have to do this morning what's you know what's going on and then and then Mm, coming home is kind of the same where it's Mm. like all right good story okay anyways go ahead Is this just your podcast now? I don't know. I'm bored with that. I got it. We got it. Go ahead. I don't need to know the details about why your mind wanders in the car on the way to and from work. Anyway, so (laughs) I have not finished that book yet, which is not that long. But um, I did listen to, you sent me a podcast this morning that I listened to. What was that again? I don't remember. Jungian psychology. Yeah, it's Jungian psychology. And it was about um, the archetype of the bitch or Cassandra. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was... That's my girl. (laughs) That was interesting. What was interesting about it for you? Um, I guess different perspectives on how to look at it. And there's the positives and the negatives of having that persona or that being that archetype. Mm -hmm. And maybe how you integrate that into your whole to be able to um, be that way, be true to yourself, but also like there's a balance in how you come across. Do you understand what's the story of Cassandra? Yes. And I'm going to screw it up if I say it, but ultimately... She was being seduced by what god? Um, oh my is gosh. It Nero. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm trying to find it now. Um Yeah, you'll find the name, but he wanted he wanted to be with her and she kept saying no. And apparently he was very good looking. And but for some reason, like all of the women turned him down. And she finally agreed if he gave her um basically the ability to see the future that she would be with him. She attracted um the it, it, it was Apollo. Apollo, okay. And and then he cursed her. Yeah, so ultimately... He gave she, her the gift of prophecy. Do you asking me or you want to just answer? Well, you skipped that. No, I said that. When he you were looking her, that up, I literally said... He gave said, her the gift of prophecy. Yes, she said, I want that and, I, and then I will be with you. Okay. So he gave her that gift and then she said, mm, nah, no thanks. Uh-huh. And as a god, once you give the gift, you cannot take it away. Uh-huh. So what he did was he made it so that nobody would listen to her or believe her. So she basically yes. could see... So she knew the truth, but the no truth believed in her. the future. And yet she, yeah, she couldn't share with anybody. So... Yeah, so like what happens when somebody knows something to be true and nobody around them is believing them like there's a whole archetype with that and like there's so did that podcast episode cover like you know throughout history like how freud sort of you know like at a time that person might have been like like the old diagnosis histrionic um may have fallen under the cassandra archetype but like also just in a less um a lighter version is just like kind of like your typical bitch people you know it's the bitch archetype um and I don't think that I don't think they did. They talked about certain people. They talked they did, about. They didn't listen to it then. They oh. used the word bitch, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, yeah, that's yeah. what the title of it was. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just saying to get into the whole Freudian part. I don't. Mm. Maybe they did talk about that. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of information packed 
in a short mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, and they talk, they gave an example like Hillary Clinton and how, you know, even when she delivers or, you know, delivered things kind of even tempered mm-hmm. and she was still seen as, oh, this this awful woman. Yeah, and like, every, you I know. think that was like more like an example of like how women and all women in general can kind of identify with yeah. the Cassandra archetype. Like this, like no matter what, there's just like, you're crazy. You're too much. You like nobody like you like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, but I think they were in like in they talked about the character from the Devil Knows Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Sorry. Devil Knows Prada. <laughs> <laughs> you are firing on all cylinders. The today. Cassandra archetype, if you like look it up and like read about it more in general, it's like this highly she's highly intuitive. She does have clarity and she does see truth and she has this knowingness and she finds herself surrounded with people that don't believe her. So that's like this maddening can you know, this idea that it could drive a person mad, you know, like uh-huh. literally. So Yeah, and I think for you, I mean, you have dealt with that in our relationship sometimes where I'm like, Okay, you don't actually know that to be true. And uh-huh. you're like, No, but I, I can read people. I can I know. What's I think going you have on. a special way of making people feel that way. I don't think it's just me. Like I'm it's Christopher it's and I you. have talked a lot about this and there is an interesting personality divide between us and some other people. Like and I not like we're we just have more and more interesting conversations about this stuff as a family, just like objectively like as yeah. we analyze people and their differences and how they relate to one another. Um I don't wanna like single any people out, but like I would say you and one other tend to make the people around you feel that way. Yeah. And the rest of us all see it. And we you do you it's not cool like <laughs> the way you make us feel. And um yeah, it's so funny because it's like it's also validating to be like, okay, other people have this experience with you too. And it's gotten yeah. to the point where it's like, no, you're not gonna you're not going to own that narrative in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well that brings me back to the other podcast, the Glennon Doyle podcast, talking about the Enneagram and talking about the nine. And it's like, you know, and I could totally identify with that where as a nine, I'm taking information in and you're like, you know, this is wrong or this is, you know, explaining something. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're you're right on that. And then I go talk to the other person and I come back and I'm like, well, did you consider this? Because you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like dealing with the kids, for example, that was a good example that they gave on that podcast. Like, you know, you could say, I can't believe so-and-so, I can't, can't believe one of the kids did this. And I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. I can't believe they did that either. And then I go to yell at them and, you know, confront them on what happened. And then they tell me something else. And it's like, like, oh, I hear, I hear your perspective and where you're coming from. I have no from. idea what you're talking about right now. Because first of all, that first step would never happen. <laughs> What do you mean? Somebody comes to you with something and you're like, yeah, that's bullshit. That does not happen. That's cute. Well, it might, you might have to do a little, I'm, I'm shortening the process up. Maybe there's a little bit of like, you know, because of this, this and this. And I, then I'm finally like, okay, yeah, I'm on board with you. So wait, you're relating that to the, the I'm relating, Enneagram I'm nine? relating that to how I make you feel in those situations because I'm always sitting back, listening to all the information, taking it in without, like you're feeling like I'm not you're, hearing you and I'm not, Yeah, you know. I, that's nice that you give yourself that compliment that's sweet i think that it's more comes from first i think you do it to everybody i think you bring out the cassandra and a lot of people um but also like i wasn't just putting that in you by the way i think that so you know it's more rooted in this avoidance of conflict and like we actually talk that that's one thing we didn't really talk about like when you listen to that enneagram episode um one thing that she said about nines was like yes obviously they're very conflict avoidant um and they don't want to have to confront anything and but she's said like when they realized that like oh no like she was the example of integrity she's like integrity is really important to a nine and if they see that integrity has been compromised they have no problem going to battle and confronting somebody but it takes a while for them to recognize it and then when they do they will go to war for anybody over it so i thought that was really interesting it's absolutely true and i think that's the whole thing is the little battles it's like i'm like i don't want to like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into that i'm not gonna get into that but then when it becomes like oh no there's 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 this whole picture is painted and no this yeah no we're gonna handle this and we're gonna take care of this like that's where that's where that disconnect is between you and i a lot of times but 
because I'm always like, I will absolutely be there, you know, for you and step up and do that. But all the little times along the way, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I think you don't believe it. I think that's what that's what it is. It's like you don't believe it or you don't want to believe it or whatever. And then I think that's what she was describing. And then like the nine gets to a point where they're like, there's no like, right. there's no denying. Yeah, this. no, I want to avoid it. I don't want to. I don't even want to like, I'm like, that's not even worth my time to think about. So I don't have to even engage really. I need to engage in it, but I don't even want to engage in thinking about whether it's real or not, because it's such a feels like such a blip. That's like, that's not what I'm going to, that's not the hill I'm going to die on. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, when you put all those blips together and something's like, it's it's in my face and it's kind of, it's like, okay, yeah, then I will go to war for you. For or us. for yourself. Or, or for, for myself. Like, or for you myself. Will go, absolutely. You will pick that battle. Yes. Like, yes. Um, so that was interesting. But okay. So anything else about that podcast that you liked? I didn't really even, I just sent it to you. I don't think I talked to you about it. Uh, we, no, we I didn't. I don't really, I don't really remember much about it either. <laughs> it was kind of short, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, it was like less than 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was two podcasts ago already so okay <laughs> so listen to that one this morning and then i just went through their their other episodes and they had one on, it's called this union life podcast yes and there's three union analysts that talk about whatever topic they're talking about mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting actually mm-hmm. um but the other one i talked i sent to you was about um hypochondriac hypo or hypochondria which is also known as illness anxious disorder or something i don't know okay. there's that's the new name for it whatever which just relabeling it mm-hmm. but because of what we talk about with you and you know mm-hmm. you're always bringing something up mm-hmm. and so i was like oh this is pretty fascinating listening listening to this and the explanations for maybe why people do that or get mm-hmm. caught in that cycle and you're mm-hmm. not extreme i don't want to paint the picture like no you're but like, i'm de- i mean i'll own but, it i i'm yeah, definitely you're definitely <laughs> i mean they list it off the behaviors, you're on that you're on that the spectrum, behaviors so. and characteristics <laughs> it's like oh yeah 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 that, that one that one mm-hmm. yeah yeah so no i thought it was um elite but i'm aware I'm a self-awareness around it. Oh, you absolutely, you absolutely <laughs> totally do. You do. there's times where you're like, I know this is ridiculous, but uh-huh. I'm just feeling this, uh-huh. and w- which is honestly, I mean, that's a healthy part of it. Is like you, you have to be willing to um, acknowledge you may feel whatever you feel, or you know, there's something, but it's like you can't just pretend it's not happening, uh-huh. even if it's not rooted in some deep disease or something else. It's uh-huh. like what, whatever. I don't want to get into the details on that. But one thing that they talked about there was, you know, um, I think there's some thought that some of that can come from like growing up where if you felt the most compassion from those around you and people who cared for you when you were maybe sick was one explanation mm-hmm. and that so that's like that's when you felt seen and that's when you felt the most comfortable like you were being cared for which and for I, me i don't think is I, I was yeah i was gonna ask you that because i've never gotten that impression from you no but no so that wasn't a thing for you no i don't think so they gave another explanation too it's just that fear that mortality like what did they talked more about just you know your fear of your own mortality and loss of control and autonomy yes. i think that's what strikes for that, me that's that's the, that, that was that, the second one that, that aligns with my myers-briggs personality like breakdown yep. like all of that like for yeah sure. and what you have you have no control over that and mm-hmm. so giving into that is right that's your body is your mm-hmm. vessel and if you lose that you have nothing is well there's just a fear of it too like this fear of like you're not having any control or understanding around it like i think like what is it doing what does this mean like um just the same way it's just a reflection of your like we've talked about we've talked about this a million times the same reflection of the fear that i have with navigating the outside physical world yeah and they talked about at the end that there is a high correlation between hypochondria hypochondria hypochondriasis whatever they call it and they call it like six different things agoraphobia which agoraphobia Phobia is something that I have struggled with at points in my life. It's been a long time and I, I have awareness around it. And anytime I notice myself shrinking my circle, I have challenged myself to expand it again. But yeah, I just find that so interesting. Well, and the other thing is that they said it can manifest itself or shows up maybe more in people who are intuitive yes. rather than sensing. Yes, because it's your, as, as they related, you know, it's a Jungian concept, but mostly covered through the Myers-Briggs personality type testing is that your your inferior complex or your inferior um, function is sensing yeah and so which which is funny because we talk about that all the time on here and exploring the outside world and like connecting with you know but see it's like 
and this is my thing. It's like I don't because like I actually am hyper attuned to what's happening inside my body. Like, what is that? What's going on? And right. I mean, I've sort of always been that way. I think what happens is the older I get, the scarier those things are because I'm like, oh well, this time it actually could be something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then this idea of like when you start to ruminate and obsess and worry about a physical symptom, you amplify the physical symptom. I have experienced that. Like, I had a great lesson in that in my early 30s. I had an entire neural workup for some tingling in my toes and I will tell you what like the minute I was referred to a neurologist the tingle I had numbness in my leg like I'm not it happened in the skin the sensation on my skin changed like I and it was in, it was so incredibly interesting in hindsight I went through all the testing and finally at the end the neurologist was just like do you think that maybe you should get back on your anxiety medication and I was like oh I I hear what you're saying there <laughs> like you could have just said that from the beginning <laughs> and I was like no I think that's just all I needed to hear and just like that, all of my symptoms resolve. Yeah, which is sounds crazy. So fascinating, though. So I've always had that awareness since then of like, okay, this is, you know, more likely <laughs> the story you're putting to it than what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? So right. that actually was a really helpful experience because then going forward, I've always like been able to re- remind myself of that. And after, especially after working in the hospital, which can also, which can also be horrible because it's like, oh, I didn't know that could happen or that could happen or that could happen. But there's also this like, I've seen a lot of people come through the hospital with somatic issues and no physical origin. And like, I'm like, okay, so that is a thing that happens to a lot of people and it's something to be aware of. Well, they referenced on that podcast and I can't verify this information or haven't verified it, but that like 70% of medical students in school, while they're going through and learning about all, you know, the different... Yeah, fall victim to a bout of, I think they said pretty severe hypochondria, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're just every symptom they're reading about and how it Uh relates in the flow chart of, you know, how you diagnose a, you know, a disease or, and it's like, as they are going through that every day, 70% are affected by that, which is insane to me (laughs) to think about, but it it makes sense though. Mm -hmm. And I think like you just said, I think that comes from you're feeling something and then you start, whether you read about it or not, you Mm -hmm. start focusing in on that and then you're really feeling it. And Mm -hmm. so how do you do that and not get um, overwhelmed with obsessing about it or ruminating mm-hmm. on that is very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you have difficult. to acknowledge, yes, I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. You can't pretend it's not happening. But yeah, it's like I can see how easy it would be. And I think once you probably have that experience once, it's probably easier to like stay in that frame of mind in some way. Like if you're yeah, I mean, you predisposed truly, to you that. You truly just have to like recognize that you're predisposed to it. Yeah. I think that it, except that maybe you're going to have some terrible moments, but <laughs> also like learn to sort of just surrender, you know, surrender to the idea of the unknown and, and like let the medical people Which for somebody who has fear you, of the unknown and needs. Let the medical people <laughs> guide you and yeah. just you have to. I mean, there's no other choice, right? But um, that's where mindfulness, I mean, that's what they, you know, that is sort of, I think, like the um, prescription, so to speak, for this is like learning to meditate and practice mindfulness. And um, obviously the other things he talked about too, which is like people that are intuitives, they don't want to be involved in the duties of the daily mundane things like yard work, doing dishes, balancing the checkbook. We don't do that anymore, but, you know, paying bills. like, But that's your avenue towards peace is to get engaged in those mm-hmm. things. He was like, go outside and rake the leaves. Like, yeah. because truly, like, there is something deeper happening when you sort of take agency over those mundane tasks that happens sort of like allows you to kind of balance the psyche in a way, I think is what he was saying, right? Yeah, and I, I was, no, I think you're right. And I think that you're, in some ways, you're actually pretty good at that. Yeah, no, I am really you know? good. I mean, because I understand the importance of it because, you know, ever since I've become self-employed, I've really struggled to be self-motivated in that. And I recognize that it's super critical. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I don't want to do those things, but. It's funny that I was going to say though, <laughs> is that I think you, you do recognize that, but, and we all do this. It's just, but you, I think in that too, you won't wander too far out of the routine. So your things that you do, you do dishes, you do laundry, Mm -hmm. you vacuum, you clean the house, like Mm -hmm. you take care of that. You'll leaf blow outside and stuff like that. But like, I feel like you still have your little kind of protective Mm -hmm. bubble as far as these are the things that I'm willing to do Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm doing mundane tasks. Mm -hmm. But that, that I can say I did my mundane tasks Mm -hmm. without really (laughs) going much further. Mm -hmm. So yeah, which again, I feel like is always been present with me. Maybe it changed. 
like over, you know, there's when you're not forced to, it's easy to avoid, right? Like that's, oh, and course. I think that is part of the thing is that if I don't, I don't work for somebody now anymore. Right. Like before there was things I had to do that I didn't want to do, but I, I had to do them. So I did them anyways. I notice the impact on me when I stick in that, that comfort zone and don't take care of these things that are tend to these things that I'm not required to do. So I actually have been trying to challenge myself more in just silly, silly, subtle ways the last several weeks, especially and it coincidentally, um, you know, I didn't even, I had, I hadn't thought about it in this way. Obviously this podcast came up today and he was talking about that same idea, but I don't even remember what they were now, but I, <laughs> I can give you two things okay. that sound stupid okay. probably to anybody else. But when I went to my meeting last Thursday, oh. which was not, it was, you know, a couple miles <laughs> so away, stupid. but you dropped me off so that you could have the car to go do if you wanted to go anywhere else. Yeah. But I can see it would have been very easy to go back to the hotel, maybe walk down to the beach and that's as far as you would go. You know? That sounds so pathetic, Jim. First of all, <laughs> well, just first saying. of all, I, th- you know what, recently maybe that's the case. And I don't even think I would have noticed it. I think that's the wake up call. Yes. As I didn't even realize that's how small my circle was getting, like my physical circle was getting. Like I, you're right. I don't even think, it's not even like out of fear. It's just like, oh, would you, I don't even think, it's an inconvenience or something. Like, uh-huh. oh, I don't want to go do that right now or a deal. Like I, I will want, I'd rather wait until I'm with somebody else or whatever. Right. Previously, I mean, I've driven all over the state. Like, I mean, I can do all the I know, I know. <laughs> travel that, by myself. I don't but think that's right. unique to you either, though. But, but but you're right. I think that working so much from home, or if I do work, I just work in one office space now. I used to travel for work all the time. Like, just again, there's been less demand in that way. So, I, yeah, that really that is like a wake up call. Like, wow, there's so much that I don't do that I act like loathe having to do now mm-hmm. alone or whatever. So that but is. I, an but example. I can, I can, and I, I can did, and I did that. make sure that because I actually that was a wake up call. I don't even think I shared that with you. I must have then because I was like, okay, I definitely need to take the car and go like drive around yeah. and go see what's out going on out there. But <laughs> I, I could see myself going back and doing the same thing you did, maybe walking downtown. But you actually drove around to the park and yeah. did a couple other things, and I'm like, I don't even know if I would have done that. So, and then today we we needed to get some sides for dinner, and you're like, let's go. Okay, that's it's, that is not, I do sorry. that all. No, I okay. do that all the time. That is a terrible example. I knew you were going to um, say that, but that is a terrible example. I do that all the time. What is wrong with you? I go to the grocery store like five times a day. But if I'm home and we're together, I'm, I know you do during the day. I'm not. No, no, I, you absolutely do. But I'm just saying, I was home and you were like, "Let's go get sides." I'm like, "No, I'm going to go get dinner ready." Oh no! And you I, were like, "I just okay." That. I actually do that too. Okay, all right. Um, but there was one recently where I was laughing at how ridiculous it was, and now I can't think of it. But I was like, "Oh, I needed that. That's really funny." <laughs> okay. Um. Oh well, I wish I could remember. But yeah, so it's so true though. Which is no, I mean, like we all get stuck in our patterns. I think like you said, it's just a matter of when you realize that you're, you're shuttling. Oh, I know. What the, one within, I... You're within a small area for the most part. Like you're kind of, uh-huh. so going outside of that probably seems a little bit, not daunting, but just like a lot more work than this little area that you navigate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like for me working an hour away, which you used to do mm-hmm. and you used to drive further than that. You used to drive two hours to, you know, somebody's house or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go drive an hour there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but I can understand if I wasn't doing 20 minutes one way and I was staying in this area, that would be a little bit more like, that seems so like so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought of it and now I forgot it. Oh, sorry. you know what? No, I didn't think of it, but I thought of another one that was like, again, another wake up call for me. Um, I realized that they said one of the things is, is they you actually avoid medical appointments because you're afraid of you're going to find out something that you don't want to find out. And I uh-huh. realized the older I get, that's how I am, whether it's the dentist or the eye doctor or the dentist physical. for me. And so I haven't been to the eye doctor for two years. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I used to get so excited about going to the eye doctor because I get to get new glasses. And <laughs> I tell you what, my dad is the same. I used to harass him all the time. Dad, get new glasses. Those are like 10 years old. You look like ridiculous, you know, like when I was younger. And he wouldn't. I'm like, it's so easy. Why aren't you doing it? And it dawned on me, like, totally inherited this from him. He was avoiding <laughs> the eye doctor. So I was too. <laughs> and I made myself, I scheduled that damn appointment. And I went. And I was like, okay. So ridiculous, but I was like, this is another example. Which is kind of funny because it's, <laughs> to me, it's it's the inconvenience of scheduling and going to the, I, I don't go to the eye doctor anymore, uh-huh. but like the thought of like, oh, I'm going to get new glasses or something like that's kind of exciting. That's how I used yeah. to be. But now I'm like, oh, they're going to tell me that I'm right, I facing know. blindness or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I'm because like, I actually am like losing my eyesight. I mean, I'm not losing my eyesight. It's getting worse. Like I see it now. Like I've never yeah. noticed it in my life and now I notice it. And this isn't, that's, that frightens me. You know, like that is something that I, like that is something that they talk about with that too. Is like, you're just sort of kind of afraid of your own body because it's unpredictable to you. Right. You Yeah. Way. There's things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So anything else about that podcast? <laughs> which kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah. There. No, I, I, I think that pretty well, pretty well sums it up. You don't have that. When are you going to send me a podcast about I'm something about me. That, you, that resonates with you and you're like, you have to listen well, to I, you and never. You're never going to do it because that would be uncharacteristic. No, I would. And I actually type. want to go through, they have like, I don't know, 200 and some episodes of that podcast and you've been listening to it. So you've listened to different episodes that Jungian won. But I do want to go through and see if there are any topics that seem like they would relate more specifically to me. Yeah. Well, now that, you know, so I will do that. You know, the, I will do that. Okay. So the astrology app, the CoStar app yes. that we have that I made you um, yeah. order some. I'm aware. Um, pay for an additional, what do they call it? In-app purchase. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> they have, they introduce an AI component and it's so freaking cool because like. Well, I think we talked about that last you, week. No, I don't No, I don't think so. Did we? You Maybe can we ask did. Maybe. the AI okay. if we did, questions oh well. about your chart that it already has that like is pretty freaking cool. So, you know, we like I asked I asked AI which goddess is most present in my chart and she said per Persephone and then I said she it the AI said Persephone is most present in your chart and told me why and where and then yours was well I then I my god was Pluto yours was Saturn. Saturn so maybe you can find some podcasts about what that means for you and what archetype that that sort of brings up for you yeah in your challenges of daily life <laughs> yeah so we can we can dissect that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will too yeah so Outside of all of that, how's the ukulele going? I haven't touched it since we left on vacation. You took so, it, so you didn't. I know. You didn't touch it at all. Mm-mm. Okay. I told you I took it because I was like, oh, I don't want to miss a. I don't want to go these been this many days without practicing it. I thought I would maybe <laughs> practice in the car, but I didn't. Uh-huh. I think I slept in the car. Yes, you did. <laughs> Lucky you. I don't like driving your car. It's big. It's big. It's big. It's a very easy to drive. As a matter like, of fact, I was. Like, and then car, on Saturday, but... I was like, I'll drive to the west side, but like, well, I'll share drive with you but i need we need to take my car and you were like no no so no i offered i know you did <laughs> i know you did yeah I, I mean i should i did think about taking you up on that and i should have but i was like no it's fine i'll drive i knew we were going to see your friends and yeah it wouldn't have mattered one way that we could take in your car never mind i'll just shut up now do you like my friends i have never heard any feedback from them indicating that they find you to be a blast <laughs> <laughs> well that's a shame <laughs> I do like your friends a lot. Does that I surprise you. you? Like, I mean, do you, are you kind of like, well, that's weird. Cause I definitely would like, I thought I was being a blast. I don't know. Would you describe yourself as a blast? I wouldn't. You would not. What would you describe yourself as? Mm, I would say maybe easy to talk to. <laughs> easy to talk to. Yeah. Really? Okay. But not in a way that's fun or like I'm leading a conversation. <laughs> I'm just like there to, you know, oh, make you feel like you're alone. <laughs> but make you feel like what? I said I won't make you feel like you're alone. <laughs> okay. Hi, how are you easy to so, talk to? I want to know more about this. No, I don't know. I think that I am open-minded and I am I can be relatable. Like mm-hmm. somebody wants to talk about different subjects or different topics, like I can kind of like meld into, you know, you whatever, let them take whatever the their stage. interests are. But well, you guys, like these were your former colleagues. So yeah. you all work relatively in the same profession. Yeah, so well, it's we like, all, do we all have the same? We all have, yeah. You, you do, actually, yes, you're we're all, all social. MSWs, you yeah. are all social work. Yes, correct. So yeah. Yeah, even more, yeah. Except for two of the spouses. So that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. But I haven't really talked to them a whole lot. So, okay. um, but no, I mean, I find, I find your friends very easy to talk to and enjoy. I like, I like their company. I like hanging mm-hmm. out with them. I think it's always fun. It's stimulating conversation. It's, it's a good time. Okay. So I don't, yeah, it's funny though. Cause would I say any of them are specifically a blast? Like would I identify them that way? Probably mm-hmm. not, but mm-hmm. they're the kind of people like I really enjoy hanging out with. So blast makes it sound like you're a party girl or something well, else. That's, and what it I was, was like... that's why when you said that. <laughs> And I go, oh no, what's happened? <laughs> I know. And I was like, we sat around and talked. I think it's because you were, there were the people who hung out after everything else. It was me and three other guys. And 
then you were there. So it's kind of like in a way, not that you were tagging along, but like you're the, definitely tagging along. You're the lone female there and you aren't working with us. You're not a colleague. You're not mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. But you engage and you ask questions and you were talking. I mean, you were. You he were, could have said she's really nice. He said I was a blast. Right. Exactly. I don't know why he said you were a blast either, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I had fun hanging out with everybody and you being there. I'm glad you were there. But I'm not like, that's my wife. She's she's the life of the party here. Like you were, but you were kind of like, I don't want to say one of the guys because we weren't talking about just guy things, but it was just. So I tend to be that, I think. And um, well, so wait, but first of all, like I specifically recall because full disclosure, we had been drinking some wine, right? Some wine, yes. And so I give really chatty. I can be chatty anyways, right? So yes. I specifically, and I usually don't like, usually don't even remark about this, but I specifically went back to the room and I was like, was I like, I wasn't obnoxious, was I? Because like I can tend to like talk too much about maybe talk too much in general, and then like talk like talk about me. Like nobody cares about me when they don't know me, especially right. I made a specific point to not do that, and if and so you were like, yeah, no, not at all, because I you know I was very interested in their stories. Like that's mm-hmm. for sure. I was definitely engaging with them and inquiring and all of that because they were also interesting. They were very interesting. They were people. all very they interesting. Were very people, interesting people. I have people. to say, yeah, yeah. all had so many cool stories. It was great. So um so then when you sent me that email that screenshot and i was like oh my god i what a blast what did i do (laughs) but you said no so anyways that's why i'm laughing about it because i specifically like wanted to make sure that i wasn't like party girl quotes right exactly (laughs) no and you weren't like i said i just think it has to do with the fact first of all like i've hung i've had dinner with these people and you know hung out in that setting and had a couple drinks but like we hung out for probably like four hours and just talked Mm. and sat around and there was like you said the storm was outside so it's like we're all kind of stuck here so Mm. We drank wine and we talked and we shared stories and, you know. I genuinely do tend to feel more at ease in the company of other guys versus other females. And I don't want that. You know, I've had some judgments about people that say that. So I, which is silly. I don't need to have judgments about people that say that. But if I'm being honest, I've had judgments about people that say that. So I'm like, why are you just like, what, you know, is it an attention thing? Like you just like to be the center of attention. You don't want to be competing with other females or something. But genuinely for me, that's not it I have found that I just really enjoy real conversation and it's in my experience it seems to happen more often when I can just do that more easily with other males and it's probably because it's what I grew up with that's just my comfort zone yeah. and maybe there is just like unfortunately these other things going on when I can certainly because I can certainly connect with other females when they're real I mean my best friends are other females so that's the thing I just wonder if it tends to happen less often when I'm with other females versus a group of guys group of males do you know what I mean yeah no I I I would I can understand that and you were I mean you again being from outside of the industry and not knowing these people and they did have some very interesting stories like you're very engaging and inquisitive so you ask a lot of questions and stuff so I think that that you know, comes out in your personality and you, yeah, I, I just think that like you kind of pulled yourself right into that conversation and felt at home in, in that group. And I think that when you said that about typically male and, and female, how there's a difference there sometimes, um, obviously it's with certain people too. It's not just gender specific, but it definitely yeah no, seems like in a setting like that where it's just, you know, four other guys hanging around talking, mm-hmm. getting to know each other. There's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I think, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was a good group of people to get to know and mm-hmm. talk to. And none of them know each other that well either. So it wasn't like we were total outsiders. Okay. Well, back that. to me. Back to you. You don't think the I'm blast. a blast? You don't think I'm a blast in general? Like you just said, you didn't think, I asked you if you thought you were, would be described as a blast. You said no, that none I of my friends no. would be described as a blast. Do you think that I'm a blast? <laughs> you can be. <laughs> okay. Um... You know what? Being 45, what does it mean to be a blast anymore? Like, like it's, you know, neither one of us are extroverted people that are going to go out and just put ourselves out there and totally like you're very um, authentic so, in who you are. Like you don't hide. That's what I think comes across is because you don't hide any of that. You'll just tell your story or, you know, engage in it, uh, whatever conversation without pretense or without putting any kind of walls around that. Like you are just you. Uh huh. And I think that that comes across is like there's you're not protecting something here. Okay. Well, there's also some like laughter maybe and some fun around it 
it too. Yeah. And joking and humor. So, because the reason why I asked you that is because I was just curious of like, if you don't find yourself to be a blast, do you, is it possible, I'm going to use the word possible, for you to even really find anybody to be a blast? Because there, yes. so, because okay. I do, because like the people, like there's a couple people that I would totally, like that we were hanging out with my friends, I'm sorry, that I would totally be like, you're a blast. And it's just literally like this ability to just laugh our asses off with each other. Do you know what I mean? Or just like... Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm going to take that back a little bit. Okay. I... Yes. Okay. Who and do I, you find to be a blast? I don't want to name. I don't want to name them on here. Look at their personality. What's their, pers- huh? what, what's their personality? Just completely... Just kind of what I described about you. Just completely open. Not... But you said I'm not a blast. So now I'm feeling really <laughs> left out and jealous. I would say... So it, <laughs> this is where it gets confusing because I just okay. said neither one of us is that uh-huh. extroverted. Like when I'm with like that group, like... Mm-hmm. And we're in a meeting and there's some, you know, comments back and forth and stuff. Like I feel like I say some stuff that's kind of witty. Like mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm engaged in that. Like I can be fun. So I would say I can be fun. No, not, I know. But like but, my friend, I mean, my friend like Jana, for example, she's uh-huh. hilarious and she's a yeah. good storyteller. So yeah. it's like there's just this whole like it's a so blast. The conversations are I, a blast. I was going to say and I <laughs> my conversations with Jana haven't been obviously not. I haven't I don't know her nearly as well as you right. do. But your friend Mark. Uh-huh. Is I would like I can he's kind of a blast. Yeah. Because he's funny. Uh-huh. He's a little uh, uh-huh. when I say quirky, I mean he's just like you guys have talked about being a little bit neurotic he's very about dry. things. Yeah. Very dry, uh-huh. but at the same time like funny. Yeah, there's always some kind of like <laughs> element to his stories that uh-huh. are funny. Yes. You know? Yes. So I, I take that back a little bit. I was just thinking like blast, like oh, I'm the life of the party and I'm the one that's here to like Yeah. Like what are the characteristics you know? of the person you shall not name that make them a blast for you? I just named him. Who? Mark. For you? Oh, I thought I thought yeah. you were talking about in your inner circle. I thought you were talking about like your like history of friends. So okay. Oh, okay. Oh. So I have got had, it. I have had friends growing up that um like my friend Mike in high school, he was he was a blast. Okay. Um, you know, absolutely What made him a blast? He was just outgoing. He was goofy. He made everybody laugh because he was funny. And so okay. he would just, I mean, he was just kind of like, he was just quick. He was quick witted. He okay. would make things up. He could make fun of himself. Like okay. he was. Well, that sounds like me. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, and even my friend Mike uh-huh. here. Well, uh-huh. not here anymore, but like uh-huh. he's kind of a blast too. He just is like, I'm me and mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out here and mm-hmm. let's go have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't feel like you have, there's, you don't, there's not, no walls you have to put up. You can just be completely mm-hmm. yourself and you don't feel, you know, the need to hold anything back. So yeah. I would say that that's what defines a blast for you. Okay. For me, just somebody who lets you just be yourself and, you know, really adds the next level. Okay. I hear that. What about you? Um, I think it's the same way. I think, no, I would. I mean, somebody I, who takes things to the next level and like just gets, kind of just gets everybody just kind of yeah, like. Yeah. I just love laughing. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. engages in that. And then like also maybe like there's an equal exchange of that energy. You know what I mean? Yes. That they appreciate your presence too. Like it was a nice compliment to hear that your um, colleagues, you know, took, took not only just took the time to be like, oh, you know, she's great or yeah. whatever, but to like, you know, it was really great. She was a blast or whatever. Knowing that I wasn't like a blast. <laughs> Like in this, the, uh, you know, general, like stereotypical right. definition of blast. But because there are some people that I turn off with my yes. realness and my personality. Yeah. And so it's always nice to know. It's always nice to hear when you don't. So you know? I, I would say, kind of reflecting <laughs> back on it a little bit, and I think maybe some of that comes from, like I said, being engaging and inquisitive, but asking a little, maybe deeper questions that maybe three other people sitting there wouldn't necessarily ask. Yeah. Because we're just not wired the same way you are that makes the conversation more um interesting uh-huh so maybe and it was funny when i screenshotted that and sent that to you and i underlined it in the picture i was going to send it with the laughy face emoji and then i was like well no i don't want it to feel like i'm making fun of you like that like ha ha he thinks you're like a blast like that's funny mm-hmm. it was kind of like no that's like a compliment and mm-hmm. i want it to i want it to come across as a compliment i don't want it to be like i'm making fun of you because you must have been obnoxious mm-hmm. or like you know and you weren't so yeah. and you know. so i guess what i mean by that too is it's like yeah to me that's when somebody's a blast is when you just feel like you can be your 
yourself, you know, they're being themselves and there's just a relaxation around that and you're having a good time, you know, you just, that's a blast to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Cause I, I, yeah, like I said, I went, kind of went back and was thinking about it and just sitting here and I was like thinking about, oh, you're the life of the party and this and that. And it's like, no, you don't even have to be that. Yeah, like, no. you know, I might've no. said that 20 years ago, but like, no, it's really just that you are, yeah, you're, yeah. you just have the ways, this way of connecting with people and getting people to connect um, with each other and just bring okay. that out. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, this conversation was a blast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you, but I love you. I love you too. Okay. Do you, right. Are you more awake now? You kind of, so. you seem, you know, the first half's a little slow, but I, know. Yeah, I, think, I, think, you, so. I think you picked up a little bit. I did. Thanks. I mean, all right. I'm not going to comment on me. But all right. <laughs> Whatever. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.